going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yes, yes, yes. And we're back again with another episode of the VAR Bar. I'm your host with the absolute most, Andrew, a.k.a. Rapping Drew. Obviously fresh from some B-Day celebrations. <laughs> you know, I do. And uh, yeah, I'm joined by, by you guys, man. The Honourable Cast. How are we doing? Come on. Yo. Good, bro. Happy, Good, happy bro. Local, man. Happy 30th, brother. Happy 30th, my dog. And, uh, and, uh, I'm exposing, exposing the age. I'm <laughs> 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 uh, exposing the age and that. But thanks, man. Appreciate it. 30 years young, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's start with a bit of news, man. Um, obviously, we just heard, um, but it was coming, of course. Rafa Bidi has just got the sack. Um, yeah. Cha. Yeah. Chuck. yeah. Or... <laughs> no, man. No, no, not at all. I, I think it was like a couple of weeks too late, to be fair. I think he was always sort of climbing a mountain in it with the job um, coming from obviously his background as a Liverpool manager and, and not necessarily just a Liverpool manager because I know you guys had few, but a successful Liverpool manager. So it was always going to be an uphill task for him, but um, to get what, to get the fans on side. And I think he actually started well. He started well. He, um, I think they got a few decent results, um, but I think the turning point was obviously having Calvert-Lewin out for a sustained period of time. Um, and yes, instead, I think um, they've won. Replace, replacing him with Rondon. Rondon, yeah. That was never going to work, obviously. Um, I think Rondon came from, wasn't it like an Arab country? Um, he was at before. Know, boy. Some, somewhere far in it. But, um, and then obviously, yeah, it's just, I think they lost nine out of 12 games. Um, their, their recent run. So, yeah, the writing was on the wall for him, man. And, 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 um, I I, I, ask us their only one win. I feel like the only one I'm <laughs> that was against. There's only been one win since like late September, <laughs> isn't it? And we know who that was. Rob, Robin Hood of the Prem. Oh, that, 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 I was seeing like their um, stats in the first few games and then compared to their stats now. Like the start of the season, everyone was saying Everton were looking really good. Um, that they, they started well. They started yeah, well. They really started, started very well. well. Confusing to see what happened that, there. Damari Gray... Um, yeah, I remember that. As well, man, because he's revived his career, um, but he needs to just get out of there. Well, depending on who comes in next, um, he needs to get out because he's obviously a talented player, as we've seen. Um, playing a lot of better football. I, I still don't understand how he didn't work out in my Leicester, but because um, he was he was always out and about, man. Like he was apparently he didn't have a very um, sort of strict way of living in sense of uh, I, I actually remember being up in the Midlands oh. out, out myself and he was in the club just sort of out here sort mm. of thing, so. you caught him at Barfest yeah <laughs> so what he just <laughs> had a lifestyle yeah I think it was just a lifestyle for him but I think he I don't know obviously I don't know what's changed it might still be the case now but but it seems like football's now his priority again yeah Liverpool has nothing to do man so obviously <laughs> I hear it um yeah man I mean but if we, if we dive deeper into Everton as a whole and like because they've spent a significant amount on their on their squad um even if you look at the play I mean they're not household names or anything but like on paper that it's a decent squad they still managed to get hold of keep hold of um, what's his name Richarlison uh, is it a decent a squad though? I don't know I think it's like a bunch of names flung together and I think mm. with a with a good manager maybe but I don't know I don't know what it is. You guys tell me. I personally think like the whole back five needs an overhaul in it, man. Um, if we're looking at who obviously played yesterday, 
Like Pickford, Pickford has been very inconsistent for a very long time. Seamus Coleman has been obviously been a servant, but he, he's aging. Um, that Mikalenko done. I don't know if any of you guys saw the highlights, but he had a stinker whole, the whole game. I think it was his debut. That was um, Michael Keane own goal, obviously. Um, ben Godfrey. I mean, I, I know a lot of people say he has a lot of potential. I mean, I was someone last year saying. I don't really think he's that good, but I personally feel as if Everton struggles the last couple of years has always been defensively. Like they mm. really, really struggle to keep clean sheets, you know. And I, per- I personally think like the midfield and attack is actually very solid, and um, they have a midfield and attack of a team that should be competing for maybe Europa positions, you know. But like back five on a consistent basis, it's just not getting it done. Like I mean, watching the game yesterday, I mean. Even though like, Norwich are struggling side, I mean, once I saw Norwich went 2-0 up, the game was done, man. Like, I mean, they, they don't have the quality to kind of get back, score three goals in that sort of game. Like, um, they started the season obviously very well. Um, Townsend and uh, Gray with a lot of, like, goal contributions. But I think I think you kind of always knew that they were going to regress to the mean in terms of the, the goal, early goal output, especially without Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin's obviously now come back into the team. I've watched him for the last two games. He, he's still... It's going to take him a bit of time, obviously, to get back to to match. Who was that? Who was that pen you missed against? East, East um, against Brighton, against Brighton uh, last week, man. Yeah, yeah. fucking. I mean, th- th- yeah, they're not really in a position to be kind of missing penalties right now. You know what I mean? But for me, again, yeah, I mean, the one win that they've had since September was against Arsenal, and where we're approaching Feb now. You know, so I mean, I think that Arsenal game definitely kind of. Yeah, the Ryans were on the wall on the wall for Benitez, to be honest, man. The, the Arsenal that game... Bought time, it? It, bought, it bought him time, but they've not won another game since then. I think they've, they've uh, lost three, drawn one since then. So, boy, yeah. Yeah, man. Au revoir, man. Um, obviously, play, uh, players, managers that are linked with him so far that I've been seeing is Wayne Rooney. Um, that'll be a fantastic story. And um, who was it I see? Frankie Lampard. Was it Lampard? No, nah, I didn't I, see it. I saw, I saw Lampard, else. to be fair. Now, nah, Graham Potter, that's what I saw. But That'd that doesn't make sense for them. But that yeah, doesn't, doesn't make sense, sense to me for him to go there. <laughs> but Rooney would make sense given the situation at Derby. But yeah, yeah we'll see, man. We'll see how, how they end up. Um, yeah, Toast, let me stick with you. Uh, let's discuss the, uh, obviously, not the postponement of the North London Derby specifically, but just teams postponing games in general. Um, obviously, you guys have postponed your game recently. Leicester have postponed another game. I think Burnley have postponed the most games so far this yeah, season. Yeah, they've only played 17 matches, man. It's it's like, it's getting a bit like mm. absurd. But for me, I'm not, I don't, I don't really mind it, if I'm honest. Like for me, as long as nobody's getting an unfair advantage over another team, like and everybody's kind of postponing games in accordance to the rules, then fine, isn't it? But that's, that, that's, 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 that's the whole that's the point. Thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Because obviously it seems that Nowadays, there's more of an African injury crisis rather than a COVID crisis. And people are just using... If they have one COVID crisis, they use that as an excuse. Uh, am I right saying that Arsenal have one new positive case in terms of COVID? Yeah. Now and the rest of it is... One, one, bone, one added on because Odegaard had COVID. So one more person on top of that got COVID as well. So from, from the game that you had against Liverpool, one extra person has now got COVID. Has now got COVID, and yeah. Now, yeah, okay. All right. So, so the whole thing for me is that obviously Arsenal <laughs> technically at the start of the season would have got their first three games postponed, wouldn't they? Because according to the rules, the numbers that they... Exactly, to, yeah. It would yeah. have met the numbers. It's not um, been fair across the board, man. It's not been you fair. Made a great point. Obviously, mm. 
um, what 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 Michael Richards said today was actually quite fair. He said, "Look, Arsenal haven't done anything wrong. They've done what every other club would have done in that mm. position. Um, every other club would have just been looking after themselves." So, um, you know, I, I think on Twitter I've been, I've been scrolling. But the, down, but the, but the thing is, the thing is, of the, with the why people are onto Arsenal because you were you might were onto us for doing it. Uh, it's, it's never yeah, that, but then but then when it because was you guys, it wasn't a, it wasn't a big issue. I didn't hear Jamie Carragher or Gary Neville say anything about that. But as soon as and it's always been the case, yeah, as soon as we a, do something, Gary Neville is the winner. Awesome thing, bro. To be fair, though, I watched the clip. No, 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 I watched I watched the clip though. Yeah, of Stephen, you know it's true. No, no, Gary, no, no, hold, on, hold, on, Mitch, hold on, hold on, hold on, Mitch. He, that's one. He's, he's been saying it. And two, when you watch the clip, they did specify that this is not specifically about Arsenal. He's going to say that because he knows the backlash is going to be the fact that he always goes against Arsenal. Where the first three games of the season, when we were going through that situation, we were entertainment for them. They were saying, they didn't mention COVID. They were mentioning, oh, Arsenal look really bad after the, the, the exactly. summer. Oh, these signings that, don't look that good. They didn't mention, oh... We, that that, that never only wanted, only wanted the North London Double to go we on were, to get we were, Sky we paid. Giving them Sky <laughs> so I might be reading Aaron Wright's tweets when I'm bringing it bro, on. But it's true. But it's, <laughs> no, it's not. Man, I just paraphrasing. Man, I just paraphrasing Ian, yeah? We were out here giving you lot entertainment start the season. You lot were coming on pod, saying all of this. Charles, let me hear it, though. Okay, one thing first. I actually remember watching one of the games at Arsenal were live on the Sky after you guys lost your three in the bounce. And I remember Gary Neville actually saying something along the lines that you haven't had your players back. He wasn't shouting COVID. Obviously, he was he was slewing you guys, but he wasn't with one of the ones that ripped you guys off. It was probably some of the other pundits. Two, yeah. At the moment, I, I completely understand the reason why. It's not necessarily because of the Northland. I think in general, every club is just taking the mick. Like, I think that's what's happening. United done it. United done it because we have us. We have like I think we have like f- like 30, 38, for three weeks. 30, 38, 39 registered United players. We sending players out on loan. That's my issue. Teams are sending players out on loan. Then a day, a couple of days later, saying we haven't got enough players. Of course, you haven't got enough players. But, but, then, but then, if a player wants to leave on loan, if a player is adamant he wants to leave on loan, and the club, the other club that he's going to say, look, by the way. If you don't come to us now, we're going to look elsewhere. But it's but it's but it's still it's still the it's still the club's decision. Same way that Arteta didn't let him um, made Niles leave and said that he's going to give him football. Surely this is the best possible opportunity to give him more football. Saying that, look, you have bro, he never signed to him, man. That one. My point is, if we keep him and then let's say two days later, Roma say, you know what, we don't want him anymore. We just signed someone else. Now we're in a position where we've got a player. And our players come back from, uh, let's say, Partey. Then he's in the same position where he's not getting game time. So we had to but, let him go at the time where he's where he's been offered a deal. But the thing happened. Say, oh, but the, the thing happened. Before. No, but we can't say to Maitland Niles. By the way, we're going to keep you for a couple of days because you know what? Down the road, Odegaard might get COVID, or we might get a COVID case. Because that's again, that's a might situation. It's Mitch, say, Mitch, I'd accept that if you hadn't. You've been doing that for the whole season anyway. <laughs> you literally kept him saying you're going to give him game time, and you haven't. So what's different? What changed? No, we kept him. Come towards him then. Come towards him now. He wasn't told. Maitland-Niles was never told that he was going to get 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 game time. He was never told that. He was well, never changed. We're, that's we're, my we're, point. We're, we're, going off, we're going off a tangent here, lads. No, no. My point is just that I, I can accept, yeah, that look, every club has are probably going to look after themselves, yeah, and do this. But my point is, at what point does it stop? That's what I'm saying. So what 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 do you think should, you what do you guys change. think should be the general rule? Should there it be should a minimum be, of COVID it cases? Should, it should be, it at the end of the day, yeah, at, the start of, as, at the start of every season, everyone submits a squad. So yeah. you should be able to use every single player on that squad. Yeah, I think it should be minimum COVID cases or 
then it's it's yeah, you have to find your players, bro. If it's you club, it's you if it's you yeah. I, d- I don't know, league. man. I, I personally feel as if like at the end of the day, it's not like this is a VAR situation where a ref is looking at every mm. situation on a case-by-case basis. Teams still have to submit the request to the Premier League. So yeah. for me, it's on the Premier League to raise the bar to a higher standard but to say no. Toast. Should I tell you why this is an issue? Because Chelsea tried to do this a few weeks back, and the Premier League basically looked at them and said, yeah. your, squad, your, "Your squad is basically good enough." They got shagged. Yeah. But, but at what point? That's that's not fair. How can you how can you say that Chelsea squad just because they have players that you recognise more? That like they they were hit with COVID cases themselves, and and also on record the Liverpool the Liverpool one as well. I didn't agree with the Liverpool one as well. You know what I'm saying? So, like, at what point does it stop? You, right now, it's just too many blurred lines. If, yeah. if I think right now, it needs to be you have this amount of COVID cases, uh, you can get your whole. It's, it's not going to get sorted Simple. this season, by the way. It's going to be a new thing next season. Like, right now, yeah, but... the things just keep changing. They can't now make a rule and then everyone just kick off. I think it's going to be like a new year thing. They might just say, look, for now, this is what we're going to do. And then watch next year, there'll be like a new set of yeah, regulations. Because yeah. someone, someone yeah. actually said, I think I think I was watching the um, West Ham game. They said, what happens at the end of the season? Two relegated teams, yeah, three-pointer. And then one team gets their, their thing called off for a week or two. And then one team doesn't. How is that fair? Just because like... Yeah, they low key have to sort it out ASAP. They have to man. sort out ASAP. They have mm. to. Because it, it, yeah, for me, it's, you're just losing the whole reputability of, of the game, personally. But yeah, man. Let's move, man. Let's move. Um, Prez, so Newcastle made their second signing of the window after grabbing Kieran Tippier. Tip, um, <laughs> they paid the mighty Chris Woods release clause and signed him up. How much impact do you think um, he will make at Newcastle in the absence of Callum Wilson? Uh, not a lot, man. I think it's a signing, a kind of signing that you make when you kind of look on, at the market, you look at who's available for a reasonable price, uh, has Premier League experience. 25 um, mil for Chris Wood. That's... It's, it's, well, yeah, it's, I mean, but if you compare it to to maybe other Premier League strikers that may may have a not even a release clause, but a higher market value, you, you just wonder. But I mean... Chris Wood is not worth 25 million, but mm. that's the release clause uh, and that's what they had to pay. Um, I'm not sure what the plan is um, in terms of how they're going to use him. Just stick him up front, stick it in the box, kind of, kind of, you know, kind of idea with Trippier supplying crosses, whatever. But yeah, man, I mean, if you're talking about goal returns, you're not looking at that many with Chris Wood. I mean, history shows, I don't think he's um, on many occasions um, got over 10 goals, uh, Premier League goals in a season. So, um. Yeah, man. You man think you guys man think he's that whack. I mean, he's like, not. He's, he's not, not whack. whack I think that was a great signing for them personally. Um, I I actually <laughs> watched the Newcastle um the Newcastle game yesterday, man. He, yeah, man, same. He was I, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's he's going to be a great signing. Like I said in the Barbar group chat, but that's just me personally. But yeah, the thing is, Toast. Yeah, I watched the game as well, and like. You saw, you saw what they tried to do because they were just whipping crosses all over the gap. Whereas normally it just goes through. (laughs) Yeah, but right now they were just whipping it all over the gap. And the commentator he said something interesting that I don't know why they're doing that because thirteen percent of Chris Wood's goal have have only thirteen percent have have been headers. So the vast majority of his goals have just been like him in and around the box. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's nuts. So I could, just... I, okay, but okay, maybe not necessarily as the player. I don't think he's a great player. I just think for their situation, given what they need 
to, yeah. to stay up and understanding of the Premier League, I think I understand the move completely. Does, does I agree give, with you there. Give, yeah. Does he give them a new level though? Like in terms of if we're just talking about goal contributions. I like, think him and Wilson up front is a decent of a big and small man. Yeah, he, he's out, so he's basically relied on. As this is the guy. this is what I'm saying. The guy. I think I think they will get someone else. I don't else, think to be he's honest. on Wilson's level personally. No, no I think they'll get someone else. No, no, no. I'm not even trying to say that. I just think he and I think like I'm pretty sure he's been consistently in and around the 10, 11 goal marker season for Burnley. Like uh, last couple of seasons, I think if you're looking for someone who's gonna guarantee you goals in the Premier League, I think. For, and and also, also has the experience of and exactly relegation scraps in it. I get I it. That's, I that's get what it. Was. Yeah, I, I hear what you're it. saying. Yeah, I hear you in that sense. Yeah, but boy, if 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 last night, yesterday's game was anything to go by, yeah. If, if my FC went for him, then I'd be absolutely fuming. Do you get what yeah, I'm saying? On, but like, given the situation, I get why Newcastle went for him personally. I just think that the final point on that, like, um, I looked at the table yesterday. I think Newcastle. Have They've won one game out of 19. They've drawn nine. Like they, they're perpetually drawing games. Like for me, is Chris Wood going to be the difference in those close games that you keep on drawing? I don't know. I don't think so personally. Well, no Wilson, way, his goal record has just been so good for them because he's just been so consistent getting them the, their match winners, you know, but there we go. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're done though. I think they'll get one more attacker in, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so let's, let's chat AFCON real quick, man. Yeah. Uh, so far, <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> referee blowing the whistle before the 90th minute twice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our neighbours, Nigeria, looking like the favourites, looking good, uh, making Egypt look small. Mm-hmm. Ghana, looking like they're going to head out if they're not careful. Uh, but overall, like, extremely dull games. One yeah. goal differences. Like, what have you made of the tournament so far? I know you've cut uh, it. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it's just been uh, the level has been quite bad, and I've always been like I try to become sort of stay an advocate of of African football in the sense of like I don't want to be one of the ones that sort of jump on the, the supporting so the team, yeah, yeah, exactly. However, yeah, the first couple of games, honestly, like they they were like if I wasn't working whilst watching them, I probably would have fell asleep. And they were so bad in terms of quality. I think the last couple of games have been a bit better in terms of like gold mouth action. Yeah, because um, there's there's now something to play for. So now, now something yeah. to play for. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think that probably that that probably ties into it. Maybe um, that first game, everyone was basically more concerned about not losing than actually winning. Whereas now it's like we have to go for it. So maybe as the sort of that that sort of premise comes about, um, there's going to be a bit more entertainment. But um, but yeah, that is. I'd say Nigeria probably been a standout standout country. Um, I thought Ivory Coast looked good today before conceding um, conceding a late well. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ghana on our part been shocking, <laughs> shocking, 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 shocking. But um, but yeah, man, um, I'm looking forward to seeing sort of how the next couple of games go. Really, mm. my just how are you guys feeling, man? You you know what? You guys are missing probably your Hello, best man. player. Hello, man. Hello, man. I must say, especially like up front, but you're looking, you're looking like the most compatible team, like playing, playing properly mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. Chat to me. How happy, how happy are you guys? Go on, press. Yeah, no, very, very happy, man. I feel like um, I think I said in the in the group chat to you guys. For me, um, you know the 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 level of football that we're playing and the organization and control of games 
it, it just seems to have gone up a level um, for me, especially with, um, I guess, probably down to some of the Premier League experience and, you know, the, the players playing in, in higher leagues or, or more competitive leagues uh, across the board. Um, it kind of shows in, you know, how comfortable they are on the ball, not rash, it's not frantic. And yeah, man, it just seems like... Um, yeah, we, we just we seem really comfortable against Sudan. Obviously, Egypt uh, couldn't do couldn't do much against us. So, yeah, man, it, it, I'm optimistic. But you know, these things happen with Nigeria. So, um, yeah, let's wait and see what happens, man. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Likewise, man. Um, I, I'm intrigued to see how like Algeria play today. Um, in their game like this evening. Um, obviously, their their first game they drew 0 nil, but I, I still would say they're the favourites just in terms of quality of football. They were they were probably the best team I've seen. Um, and Nigeria yeah. second um, but yeah man uh, to piggyback off Prez's point um, obviously having the likes of like Chikweze Iheanacho Moro I know obviously these guys have played like top level in like obviously very good leagues and like well just in terms of personal like individual quality that's showing for sure but I feel as if like uh, this team is like getting behind Egovon I can never pronounce his surname but um, yeah man it's two, two out of two qualify for the next round let's, let's see how we go mm. Mitch Munu, you know I was coming, boy. <laughs> I thought you were gonna skip. <laughs> nah, B. Nah, B. Done a breathing thing, boy. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys are in the tournament as well, Zimbabwe. Hey, I haven't yeah. caught the first two games of you guys, but bro, that to me, man. First, nah. first game. The um, we actually we didn't do too bad. Obviously, they were attacking. They're the, they're the favorites. They are the, they were the pre-tournament favorites. Obviously, they got Mane. Um. Yeah, man, they were peppering us, and then ninety-fifth minute. Oh yeah, um, I watched that game. Yeah, guy just jumps up in here. He blocks it. <laughs> his hand penalty. Mane slots it away. Um, the second game, I actually thought Malawi we were going to beat them because Malawi haven't aren't really that much of a great team, but we're not either. But I thought, you know what, this is our chance to at least get three points. They worked us as well. Bruh. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know Malawi played ball till this year. Bro. Oh, bro. This is, <laughs> this is, but no, no lie. We're just there for the vibes. We ain't qualified for time. For time. <laughs> so right now, we're just enjoying, isn't it? But who's, you know your, who's your star boy? Who's your star boy player? Um, oh, What's his name? That that's as it all was. Place for place for Aston Villa, man. What's his name? Marvelous McKemba. Marvelous. Oh, marvelous. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So he's actually all right, to be fair. Just yeah, just to piggyback he, off he, what Mitch said on the second game, actually, yeah, we're missing a lot of like um, as Prez was saying. There's a lot mm-hmm. of guys in higher quality league. I mean, I think most people that play in England are all missing, um, whether that's injuries and COVID. Um, of course, I think we should be getting a draw against um, Senegal. And then obviously that will push us um, to then hopefully beat Malawi, which we didn't. Um, we were unfortunate. It was stupid. The handball was silly. However, yeah, as Mitch said, Malawi worked us, but we should be really beating them, man. Um, and we've just let ourselves down, really. I was hoping after two games we'd be uh, four points and then going again. I thought like we would have won our last two games had we got a result against Senegal. But um, it Are you guys out now? Or do you, no, do you still qualify? We can still qualify. That's third place, isn't it? Munya, did you hear that they um basically one of the organizations in Zim offered the team basically if they get um if they qualify through the group they get um a thousand pounds a thousand dollars each yeah, um, and if they if they win the tournament yeah they get a house <laughs> wow <laughs> is it a good house I said keep dreaming man that ain't happening <laughs> <laughs> oh. but but anyway small small winnings for you guys because Nicola Pepe scored. Today for Ivory Coast, 
Yeah, that's a small one to be fair. He, there's a good goal as well, actually, very good goal. Um, he, his bag. That's you know when the one where he's just sort of cut and drill. The, yeah, he didn't even cut in. It was just first time. He, the ball was uh. just dribbled, and he fizzed it, in, um, curled it into the bottom corner. Can't like Carabao cut bag, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I respect Afcon, man. <laughs> All right, let's go a bit of let's have a bit of transfer rumors fun then. Um, I'm gonna mention some things that I've been seeing across the week, and you guys tell me if it's realistic or not, right? So, first one that I saw was um, was uh, Burnley are interested in bringing in Oregon Benteke. What are you guys telling me about that? Let me sell Burn- the squad first, man. Burnley, Burnley, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they I got mean... 25 mil to play with now. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually wrong. Yeah. Boy, yeah. O- o- Origi no just because I know he's comfy at Liverpool he very much enjoys his role he's won pretty much everything why why, why now would he just go Burnley um, Benteke <laughs> if they drop the bag on his head why not man I don't really oh, know that where he's at at this stage Does, that Congolese loan the living doesn't, boy doesn't Vieira like him though like, he, he, uses, he, he doesn't him. start yeah, him he plays him man yeah he plays him. yeah, he plays yeah him I, f- I thought that rumour was silly um I saw another silly one. Um, United boys, this one's for you. Um, apparently, you guys slapped fifty million on Phil Jones's head. <laughs> <laughs> that says it all. Fifty Lord. mil. Yeah, boy, of that one game. Cat man. I'm thinking more sixty, but anyway. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm capping. I'm capping. I'm capping now, man. Yeah, get that guy gone, man. Staying with United as well. I think, I think this is a bit more realistic, but West Ham and Newcastle are looking to get Jesse Lingard in. Yeah, uh, I've seen rumours all of that since. I, I welcome that, man, if I'm yeah. honest, because yeah. that contract is running, boy. So, yeah. either lose him for free or get something. You should go from. West Ham, though. Don't go Newcastle. Definitely go West Ham. Yeah, yeah. yeah West, Ham. West Ham. Hey, Prez, what's happening with Tony Marshall? Is he like, refusing to I'm play? looking forward to it. We're talking about that later. Don't worry, Monja. Thank you for that, Monja. Yeah. Okay, we're cool. talking come, about... come and see chest. Now, a crazy one I saw as well is that City are looking at Vinicius. That's... That's not happening. No. By the way, form, not, not a chance. Yeah, man, bro, yeah. this form right now, he's moving a brazy right now. Like honestly, he's. I didn't realize he's that much of a goal threat. Um, I've yeah. been watching a few of their games recently, man. He's you see Benzema's interview recently. He, he was having an interview with someone in Spain, and um, he was talking about him, saying that he's um, obviously after what he said uh, in the dugout, yeah, 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 yeah. complete one eighty. Yeah, complete one eighty, and he and he was just being honest, saying that yeah, he knew that. Vinicius just needed to be better and now we're seeing the Vinicius that we should have been seeing like that's, that's a mazine though isn't it like yeah. about it from yeah. he's playing against us to like yeah <laughs> I've always known get out of here John yeah. bro <laughs> what you might say I'm Baps in Baps Vinicius and Benzema next year from these Donnies are looking to get Haaland and Mbappe in yeah. one team man I don't bro. see the Haaland one coming this year though especially with Benzema the way he's moving I think he's got one more season in him bro apparently Dortmund are pressuring Haaland to Make on yeah, yeah, so we'll hear something about that soon. But let's get with the shits, man. Car Prem was back. Only two postponements. Um, let's start with Chelsea. Jake is not here to rep himself, but they managed to secure a Carabao Cup final over the weekend um, with a 1-0 win over Spurs. And then had a very important clash for them to be in touch for the for the title against City, which ended up which ended up costing them 1-0. So, uh, let me go to Monia for this one. So, obviously, last, last week, I think the week before that, we did like a review of um, United summer signings and how much they have or have not contributed to their season so far. 
And I think for me personally, it's safe to say that Chelsea have possibly also equally been disappointing. Many tipped them to be seriously challengers for the title. Uh, they're not doing it. They have, they, they have been doing it at the start of the season, but currently they're, they're looking to fall short. I mean, for you, how much of a disappointment have they been considering all the money that they've spent? Am I being a bit harsh? No, you're not. And I think this could be an actual Chelsea thing. I think Jake in a previous episode mentioned about how Chelsea had this horrid December curse. Um, I saw a stat. First of December, Chelsea were top. Um, and then since then, they've only got 10 points and Man City has over, overtaken them. And you're thinking at the depth that Chelsea have, there is no way they should be doing that. And... Um, They've got, I know, okay, look, they've lost Reese James, they've lost Chilwell, injuries are happening. But again, as I mentioned, they've got great depth. They've got players that can come in and fill in and do the job still. I just don't know what's happened in the last month at Chelsea. Um, You know, some people might point to Lukaku's interview, disruptions within domestics or whatnot. But still, you should be able, your professionals, you go out there and you get a result. I don't think Chelsea have had any hard games. Um, I just remember seeing, again, another horrid stat. And obviously, Jake will probably back me up on this. The amount of draws they had in December, um, just not getting it over the line. And that's quite concerning because that's what we relate. But like when we think about Chelsea, we just think they get things done. They get it over the line. Mm. But that's what they were just struggling with um, in, in, in December. And obviously now the form is carried on into the new year. Obviously, you know, let's not forget they've gotten to another final. Um, again, that's one of the stats. I think since 2008, Chelsea have like reached a final every year, minus like yeah man yeah things like three years they didn't but like from 2008 they got they've been into a final minus three years but um wow they've also they've also between like oh oh five until like 2015 they've won a trophy every season as well serial winners man bro goodness can't add that club ever man but you know i have to keep the same i have to keep the same energy (laughs) man because obviously this is for char empress because char you disagreed with me in the chat where I kind of like compared it to United, where we thought mm. like United. Obviously, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think you, I didn't think United would be this bad. I thought you guys would be at least firmly in the top four. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm keeping the same energy. It's just equally disappointing. Although, even though Chelsea is still in the top four, but Prez, how how do you see it? Do you see it as in like? Yeah, man. Just, just, just take United out of it, but just yeah, as a context of Chelsea in the, alone. Yeah, 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 Chelsea alone. Um, yeah, man. I feel like for the the gap to be this wide at this stage, um, is you know is a hundred percent a disappointment. And I think any Chelsea fan will tell you the same thing. Holding themselves at such a standard at the moment. I mean, we've just spoken about you know, they're, they're winning and their trophy. I mean, they're, and they're, they are still in competitions to win stuff this season, but in mm. terms of just in context of the Premier League, yeah, it's a, it's a massive disappointment because I would have thought that whoever the leader was, they would either either be leaders or be running the leaders close. But at yeah. this point, it seems um, like they're, they're sort of drifting drifting off and, and are now focusing on a, a firm top four finish, which is 100% a disappointment, whichever way you look at it. Yeah, facts. So, do you want to? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely don't get me wrong. I, I agree. I think my disagreement with what you were saying is, if we if we were leveling up the amount of disappointment, I'd, I'd say United have been a lot more disappointing than what Chelsea have. Like, I don't like. I don't think there's a title race anymore. I still think City are going to run away with it. But um, 
Chelsea to an extent have been a lot further ahead down the line than what we have been. Mm. Um, and we signed, they signed obviously one massive player in, in, in the context of things in Lukaku, but we signed three, two serial winners and then obviously one with great expectation, even though he's young. So I think we've been worse. Um, but saying that with, in regards to short Chelsea, um, yeah, I but think... the thing is, you, you can say that from this summer, but then the previous summer, yeah. I mean, we're giving Kai Havertz grace because of the Champions League final goal, but, but he's boy, been missing since then. Basically. Come on, man. Let's, let's, yeah. let's, when when yeah. does the when yeah, does yeah, it, no, when that's a good shout to Kai. Yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, to be fair, I didn't actually think about the season before when everything they done in that that transfer window. So yeah, no, yeah, good point. To be fair, um, I think yeah, they definitely been disappointing. To be fair, I don't think they've been as I thought they were going to run City all the way because they've mm. they've got they if anything squad for squad. I think they're the only ones that can really talk to City in terms of like if they like if they lose Reese James, they have as be required to play right. You got know I mean they have quality it's players. Just that left, left, left back side. Left back it? is a bit, yeah, it's a bit. Alonso. But even Alonso, yeah. like yeah. Alonso in the back three is is a is a different Alonso to how we usually rate him. So That's, is is yeah. it really that is it really that much of a like a do you got know what I'm saying? Like even mm. at one point when they were winning, um you're forgetting True War wasn't playing. So Yeah, facts. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it depends how you want to look at it, it, but yeah, as a whole, I don't think Chelsea have um uh, but as you said, they're in a they're in a I cup final. Disappointing, yeah. They're in a cup final. If they go and win that, that's that's another W for them. It's, so it's, it's, so yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting because Jake at the beginning of the season, this was a back and forth that you were having with him, Char, yeah. about um squad depth and mm-hmm. having the players uh you know playing the players that are available basically and not mm-hmm. having the excuse of squad depth to the reasons as to why you know you're not successful in in competitions or the league so mm-hmm. i wonder mm-hmm. what his stance is now um, i yeah. don't think we've asked him that actually soon come man yeah when you note that down for next episode <laughs> um mitch um yesterday yeah. you pointed towards um because obviously I'm on the Dutch channel, so I don't see the the post match interviews like that. But you, you 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 um you you noted that um Thomas Tuchel said something interesting in regards to uh, Lukaku. Lukaku. Let me let me um I paraphrased him earlier, but I've got the actual quote. Yeah, where I think I think the the reporter asked him like um uh something about your attack wasn't that potent, and yeah. then uh, out of nowhere he brought Lukaku in, and this this is what he said. Um, Romelu Lukaku sometimes needs to deliver the service. He is included in this. He had many ball losses in very promising circumstances. He had a huge chance at Tuchel. Of course, we want to serve him, but he is part of the team and the performance up front. We can do much better. So, to how far do you agree or do you echo their sentiments from watching the game yesterday? Um, from watching the game, Lukaku actually had quite a few chances. Um, well, he had one clear chance to actually finish it where Edison came out. Um, I would agree in the fact that he probably wants a striker that gets involved in play, is able to assist. Because there was a chance where um, if he, if he passed to Ziyech and he saw it was the pass. He's, uh, Lukaku's never been a player. Yeah, he's never going to be a player that's going to be a creative striker. He's not going to, he's not that sort of striker. Um, so I don't know what he expects him to do all of a sudden at the age that he is now suddenly become Firmino. He's not going to, it's not going to happen. The thing is, Mitch, though. No, 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 no. Sorry, Tom, maybe go on. Go on. Uh, I was just going to say, I remember... When he was at Inter, he was coming. He they made they they sort of signing, and people were telling me, oh, since he's been at Italy, Italy, technically he's improved so much. He's he's a lot better with um, sort of linking up with other players. I think that people even made comment about how he links up with Lautaro Martinez, like different things. Bro, I'm looking at the same player that left United, basically just a bit slimmer. Like mm-hmm. facts, 
Like, I, believe, it, I, believe, I believe that as well, to be fair. Yeah, it's, so, just, it, it, it's just, it, you know what you get with Lukaku, someone that Burnley's Norwich, um, West, like, in, not West Ham to an extent, but like, you know, your teams that like probably like bottom half of the table, flat track bullies, he will score against them. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no, that like, he, he knows how to bag against those teams. But I think the game against City, I think for me, just screamed out. And I, I another thing, another point I wanted to make is I think that signing was definitely a, a Chelsea needed a striker. Let's get a striker. It definitely wasn't a, a two good signing for me because I think that I think his comments just basically, mm, yeah, it kind of confirmed it clearly. Yeah, I, I think, Mitch, I think, um. I think Tuchel was pretty spot on, to be honest, because because I get okay, you know, um, Lukaku, you know, he's he's a striker that relies more on service than creating or creating for others. I get yeah. that, but at the same time, what Tuchel saying said wasn't wrong because I think he mentioned as well that they had a few um, breakouts like in transition where they had the ball, where Lukaku had the ball, and he yeah, lost exactly. the ball without any pressure so that, that that was key what he said without any pressure mm-hmm. that's 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 him basically saying but, boy like what are you doing i'm not gonna disagree with what he said my my comment yesterday was it was an uncalled for comment because the um i know you said you've read out the transcripts but the com- the um, presenter actually asked him he said oh do you think that you could have made a few more chances or you know, yeah, with Fort yeah, Lukaku. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. He wanted that out, basically. And then he decided mm-hmm. to just yeah. say, to, to, uh, I don't know. He just went, yeah, Lukaku, yeah, but he's part of it. And then he went even deeper and started saying, he done this. He, he started saying about, he gave away the ball three or four uh, so times. So you just, you just, you, you just, you just don't agree with him, with him digging him out. I don't basically. agree with him yeah. digging him out like that. I, that's what I yeah. didn't agree with him. Obviously, I agree with that there's like six years chance. He could have done a better, he could have played way better. Uh, Ziek was poor as well, man. There yeah, was one. He was, oh, he was so oh, bad. Oh man, in the first half, where he could have slipped the Lukaku, but that pass. I don't know if you guys remember that was too heavy, man. Yeah, that the, yeah, the Lukaku just, situation is yeah. a bit weird, though. I mean, I, mm. I don't know what what you guys felt in terms of what you watched from him um, at Inter, and obviously in, in his final season there, and obviously during the Euros. But I actually thought, in terms of like his link up play, his decision making, it had significantly improved his shape, everything. Like so, coming in. To this season and obviously watching what he did to like Pablo Mari I was thinking it's going to be goal a game if like, yeah. he played through him but mm-hmm. he you're totally right he actually has regressed back to the Lukaku of United really but I don't really know what's changed between the summer where in the Euros even though I think he only scored one goal but in terms of like his, his link up play with like the attacking players with the Belgian team I thought it was really really good I don't really know what's happened from mm-hmm. the summer till now it's it must be really it must weird. be it must be a combination of like i don't know the system the players because lukaku is deterred it seems like he's determined to be used in a certain way like he wants to be a guy that is able to like char alluded to earlier do the link-ups with the players yeah. and make the runs from deep the, f- the thing is, the thing, the thing that I find weird is because when you actually look at the Belgian team, that like he bags galore against the, again against teams that you're expecting. Like mm. he plays with, I think Hazard or uh, Mertens as like literally where like your mounts and your Havertz or your mounts and your Werner play. Like mm. that to sort of like the two supporting like little strikers basically just behind him, like creating. So I, I almost don't, I don't 
agree with the whole concept that like Chelsea's system might not because if anything it, it helps him more because he's he's not necessarily being left upset up there to, to do what like just to do anything and, I agree with you man you know what I'm I saying I, I think yeah. for me I think people just need to understand the limitations that Lukaku mm-hmm. comes with and I think this whole him going to Italy and doing this and of course but he, he bullied every single Italian I just yeah uh, I just I just think cat. maybe yeah maybe I think he's yeah he's them them players that's not good at good teams I don't, I don't know, man. Like, uh, like teams where, like, um, when you play the opposition, they're gonna sit back, mm-hmm. and you don't have any space behind you. Is he a world class striker? That's the question I have. Boy, he's. I, I don't. Know. I think numbers wise, numbers wise, you can't at him. Mm-hmm. What he's produced for every single club, bar maybe United mm-hmm. and Chelsea, both spells so far. Mm-hmm. But for everyone else, you can't at it. To and be honest, he's, he's maintained this ridiculous market value over his whole yep. career. Because exactly. he bags, because they know that, Cause like, because yeah, in the but course of the season, time, he will bag against most teams. Yeah, he's he's a weird one, man. But I wouldn't argue for or against. Basically, for me, I think I understand if you would say he's not, but I, in the same breath, I understand if you said he was. Like, mm. yeah, yeah. All right, press. Let's talk city, man. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Bloody hell! So, <laughs> so another thirty games unbeaten for them now. Uh, it's 13, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. 13 games are beat and moving relentless. Uh, 30 points ahead of Chelsea, 11 ahead of Liverpool, uh, but we still got a game in hand. But is the Barclays done? It's done, man. Yeah. <laughs> so done, man, man. I, should, I should put my hopes in the bin. Yeah. Toast, don't the, answer, the, man. We don't even... <laughs> the, ho- the horse is gone, man. The horse uh, is bolted, boy. Mm. Yeah, in, in my opinion, I, I don't think City have to. There has to be a catastrophic, a catastrophic slip up at mm. this point for 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 City to throw it away, and I, I just don't see where it's going to happen. I, I don't, man. They still got you guys to play. They still got us to play. They still got counting us out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on paper, in it, they still got a pre- like a few difficult teams, you know, where they could draw the games, but. That's that's I think, that's I still think expect everyone else to win. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's the that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. I think the, the the thing with City that I've seen this season is that they're they're doing the grinding out results thing now. So they're yeah. not necessarily blowing teams away like they, they've they've blown a few teams away this season as usual. But a few of their results in these run have been one nils, two ones, over mm-hmm. the edge type of things. So have they found like another way of like I don't know. Is it like experience? Is it like what, what is it that's making them like this? I think I don't know. The, the, those one those one nil wins, as you've mentioned, the uh, you know the close games, uh, the two ones. Those are the those are the game. Those are the separators, basically. Those are the separators mm. that gives you that edge when it comes to going on a title run. Because you know the the results where they they batter teams like they, I think they gave Leeds what seven in December, like seven nil. Them type of games is kind of like what you you expect from a city that's in full flow. Mm. Like Leeds didn't offer much of a challenge in that game anyway. But my point is like when you when you grind out a result, it kind of gives you that further belief and motivation and almost like that team cohesion as a team going into the next game. And it just the belief it just grows your belief, I feel, more than like a, a seven nil battering, because yeah. I feel like a seven nil battering is almost like you feel invincible, for, isn't it? Yeah, and it's an invitation yeah. for complacency. Whereas those one nils are the ones where, like, you, you're almost like, okay, yeah, we didn't play we, great. Yeah, we didn't play great, but we can almost overcome anything. But we leave it with something. Exactly, man. 
that's that's what they have, man. Mad. All right, cool. Um, let's move to Spurs then. Um, Strizzer ain't local, so we have to go to our second Spurs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, a toast. <laughs> second is to- Spurs folks. <laughs> yeah, obviously, uh, they lost their semi final tie versus Chelsea in the Carabao Cup. North London yeah. derby was cancelled. So we just got to discuss, yeah, Wednesday's thing, really. Um, it's funny because prior to the to the clashes, even before the Liverpool and Arsenal one as well, the Spurs came into the came into the tie as like not favourites, but like the team that was most informed. Um, I remember Strizzer was like happy. He was saying, "Yeah, obviously Chelsea are not in a good mood, so we can batter them, and then we can." be whoever will get in a final because it's a final and then obviously in both legs nothing showed that you know that that was the case like what what do you think that Spurs fans would be most disappointed with coming off the back of you know uh, a couple of dubs prior to those two legs um I think that personally just like I watched I watched both games um man it was 188 minutes of the most hapless football I've seen in a while. Like, and oh I was very annoyed because I always tune in to um, Carabao Cup semi-finals because for me, they're always usually the best games like in the tournament, like two-legged teams are just going for it. It's usually two quite good teams as well. So I watched both games expecting like uh, uh, a festival of goals. I feel like Spurs could have played four legs. They wouldn't have scored, man. It was just so poor. Um, I know I know a lot of Tottenham fans have been excited about like Oliver Skip and whatnot, and obviously when they signed Hoiberg, there was a lot of excitement there. But that midfield, like Gross. so much creativity, it's unbelievable. Like for me, um, like Lucas has a couple of nice flashes here and there. Kane is Kane, and obviously Son is world class. But there's no creativity in that Tottenham team. Like I don't know where the goals come from on a consistent basis. So when when obviously Kane's he's not been in the form of previous seasons. Um, Son's obviously now out injured for a month. It's just like where where the, where are the goals coming from, really. So there, there's not a lot to be excited about if you're a Tottenham fan, if I'm honest. Yes, yeah, tight man. What do the others think? Hey, Andy, you won in it with Kane, bro. Like he's <laughs> bro. Um, I just I, I just his body. Like obviously he's scoring goals. I think he's got a couple of goals. Um, was it in the FA Cup? I don't know. Um, like in the conference. Oh, in the conference, whatnot. Um, but yeah, man, he just looks like he doesn't want to be there. But you'd have thought for a new manager, he might get a second life. But it just seems body language says a lot. Um, they're missing Son, as as um Tosin was just saying there. Where's the creative spark gonna come from? Um it's uh, I, honestly, I it's a shame we ain't got Calvin on because obviously after what's happened now, you just I would want to know for a Spurs fan what is yeah. next. I mean, I I reckon Calvin would say signings right who's going to come in though like who's going to want to come in um i saw another stat um of their signings um they've had like their, their, their biggest signings and all the players no no one's actually come in and done well i think their best signing in the last 10 years as well okay, maybe 10 years of stretching it, but i think son has been their best signing for like mm, a long, yep. long time um they've done well he even he even signed a connie man like I don't get it. They show him love in it. They show him love. That's the thing. North London, North Korean babes. I see it. <laughs> was it a Suge Knight contract? Bro, it's lit- another five yeah, years. Bro, I think it was like another five oh, years. Yeah. yeah. Right. I feel like maybe Son was sort of project, um, and that's why maybe he signed that long term contract. Um, and 
obviously we don't know the ins and out, but it just looks as if this project hasn't worked. Um, I think Boy, Spurs know yeah. they're not where they want to be. Um, but yeah, only time. Thing is, he signed the contract when they didn't have Conte, so he's just there. He's I'm telling you now, he's just happy. He's there for the vibes, man. He loves. He probably just loves the club. Really. What's killing me about Conte? Yeah, again in his press conference, it, they asked him. <laughs> they asked him like, so um, like it's something about like, what do you see in the future? What needs to happen in the future for Spurs? But I was like, let's take it game by game. <laughs> let's live in the present. Let's not look too much. In- <laughs> Bro, he doesn't want to be there, man. Like, who told him to? You know. You told that was, that was one of them things where like he was just like, bro, what else am I doing? Like, I think he, I think he just probably looked at him for, bro. I'm not Did doing he just anything d- else. Try to spite United for the Soul Shark or back in Soul Shark at the time extent. or what? Maybe like, to an extent. Do you, do you, I think he, I don't think he realized that it was that bad. Yeah, coming yeah. in, I really don't, man. Because he doesn't even look like I'm an, an, an animated on the touchline. You know, usually I remember at Chelsea, this guy would not stop. He'd be dripping in sweat like after the game. Now I see him in spurts in it, like shouting, but like. Yeah. He just looks at them like, bro, you man are dead. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nuts. All right, cool. Let's move over to United then. Um, so you guys won your FA Cup clash at Old Trafford after a difficult evening with 1-0. Uh, but then the same fixture was again on the cards yesterday, but at Villa Park. And you played played better in the first half, at least, um, than in the FA Cup. But yeah. Uh, from the 66 minute onward, you gave a two goal lead away. Um, Prez, mm. let's start with you, man. Because how did you guys let it slip like that versus Villa? Surely the dub was for the taking. Yeah, uh, that was for the taking, man. Like you say, uh, the first half was was promising. I feel like um, for large parts of the first half, Villa couldn't couldn't get near us in terms of the way we controlled the game. Um, kept control of possession, um, kept our shape, kind of put out any f- uh, potential fires uh, that were uh, emerging. Um, and yeah, we created well, but just didn't finish off the the chances that we got. Uh, we, we went up 1-0, of course, but um, like I said um, to, to Char, it's something that I don't believe we'll be able to sustain for 90 minutes. And uh, lo and behold, uh, you know, Aston Villa in the second half came out with uh, a new, uh, a new sense of life, a new, a new motivation, and um, really it, the, the the gap started to appear. I think for me, um, obviously, we started in a, a, a double pivot with with Fred and Matic, um, and Matic had a great first half and was doing everything that you'd expect of of you know Matic as a player, but. Um, second half, I, I believe he began to to fade uh, quite a bit um, in terms of being able to to cover uh, certain spaces, and I feel like uh, you know the likes of uh, Jacob Ramsey were able to to exploit uh, the spaces that were left uh, by Matic, um, and that was was um, quite evident in in uh, their goals. So for me. Um, Massive disappointment. Obviously, the substitution that was made uh, when we were two nil up <laughs> was un- unfortunately Jaden Sancho, um, and he was already on the touchline. I think when we had scored uh, our second goal, I believe, um, and uh, just as he was coming on, uh, the, the game sort of really began to, to uh, slide to into right. yeah. to, to Villa's favour. Um, and you know, sort of hindsight's a wonderful thing, but you, you just wonder: would that have been a time to either bring an extra body into midfield, um, in the shape of I don't know Van der Beek, or um, mm-hmm. take take Matic out to to kind of 
Yeah, I saw again. people saying that. From from my point of view, yeah, I think like because I think prior to the two nil, mm-hmm. I think the goal. The goal was kind of like against the runner play. Correct me if it I'm was, wrong. It was, yeah. Yes. So I think like from, from Rangnick's point of view, it's like it was against the runner play. Bruno smashed it in. Villa will be dead now. So let's bring on Sancho. You know them ones where like yeah. the team, the stadium, they'll just die. But that did obviously that didn't happen. Obviously hindsight, like you said, is a big thing. And maybe you should have put an extra body in midfield or something. But I mean, I I kind of see where, where why he did that. Just put an extra attacker in and let Sancho probably get a goal or an assist because at that point you you could have run away with it as well in an, in another game because sometimes that happens as well where you know you score a goal against the runner play and then you just yeah, yeah. you keep going. I mean, That's but the- I I, thought, yeah, I I do hundred percent get that. But from just me watching the game as a as a spectator, I could see that Matic was beginning to tire. Mm. So for me, that would have probably been um, a, a priority, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I I'm a manager, so. I hear you. Um, Cha, mm-hmm. so our boy, man, Mason Greenwood, wh- wh- where do you stand with him and his performances so far this season? Um, I'm getting mixed reviews from, from the United, from our United boys. For, for me, man, I, I think it's it's quite simple. Obviously, look, when you when you think about Mason Greenwood, you think goals. Um, That's that's what his bread, that's his bread and butter. And that's three, that's, and that's still the level that we're going to sort of hold him at. Um, I do th- I, in terms of when I think about any of the attacking players that we have obviously Ronaldo has got the goals for us this season and like and you can't sort of take away that but like he's still the player put it this way yeah when Rashford and isn't scoring I'm looking at him thinking I don't actually want him to be playing um, whereas when Greenwood isn't scoring he still looks like such a threat like mm-hmm. I, I, I always look at him and think he could bag. Like even yet, I think yes, Aston Villa. There's probably a few opportunities that he maybe a bit could have squared, could have squared it. But in essence, he keep, keep from, him on the pitch in it rather. Keep than, him on the pitch. Yeah. yeah, that's for me. I I always want him on the pitch rather than off, regardless of who we have on the bench. And I think don't get me wrong. Like look, I'm I'm not gonna just because he's green with. I'm not like he, he obviously he needs to get back on the, in, on the, on the goals trail, but. For me, I, I'm not going to at him at all. Um, I, I still think his performances are to a, to a, to a decent level at the moment, but I think it's just, he's just mirroring our team as a whole, um, which mm. is at the moment we're just we're just not firing on all cylinders. Um, so yeah, I think so that's you don't you don't think that he's you don't think that he's part of your back nah, of not players not, this not, not at all, man. Not at all. I don't think because for me, he's not doing anything differently to what he was doing when he was scoring. Mm. I think it's just the luck of the green you know when like your team is just not performing mm. he, he, the players that like were performing you got know what I'm saying I don't, I don't think he's the problem not at all not at all I hear you Um, let me go back to press because another player that's been much talked about and Monia alluded to it earlier mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Martial mm. now before January it was said that he will, he's looking to leave with immediate effect uh, Sevilla were interested and other clubs as well uh, for this particular game, I just saw that Ragnick has come out and said that he didn't want to be part of the matchday squad against Villa, uh, but he has come out since and denied it. I mean, this is your dark press, and I haven't seen you, you know, claim him as much as of recent. Chat to me. Yeah, man. Um, it was kind of from when he's already said that he he kind of wants a new uh, a new club. He wants to leave. Um, he's, you know doesn't feel like he's getting the playing time that he he maybe deserves um and he he's ready he's ready to 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 leave the club and 
after seven years, uh, you know, I had a, I had a moment to myself where I was just like, okay, let me have a look at Marshall's time at United and and what it has done for me as a fan. And roast tinted, roast tinted off, yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a, a frank, I had a frank look at it, in it and it's kind of like, if it was up to me, I would, I would still keep him only because of you know my. Marshall FC whatever but like he's given moments where like during this sort of barren trophy run as a United fan where the success has been up and down we haven't really produced much in terms of success but you know there, there's been little bright spots along the way where you know in the form of players in the form of moments in the form of you know goals and Marshall for me as a fan has been you know, in the center of that, like, and I can give him that um, as a fan that he has given me moments where I've actually got out of my seat and been, um, you know, been excited to be a United fan during this period, right? Um, Post Fergie era. Mm. Um, And yeah, man, all I can say is, you know, he wants to leave now. He's, he's been there for seven years. It's, you know, it's been uh, hot and cold with him and, yeah, if 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 he's ready to leave, he's ready to leave, man. Like I'm, I think I'm I'm past the point of like I oh, needs to stay, he needs another run because I feel like, you know, he's been given the opportunities to do so, but something just doesn't seem right in terms of you know his attitude when he plays and um, what he actually gives to the team. So, you know, rather than keeping someone that doesn't want to be at the club, because obviously you have to prioritize the club here. Um, yeah, but you, you 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 saying that you if it was up to you, you would keep him? Do you still see him part of the team or part of the first eleven, or just be like a bench player, like with uh, all yeah. the attackers that you have? Yeah, exactly. Currently. And this is the problem. This is the problem. We have a lot of attacking players at the moment, and we're we're struggling to fit. Um, even you know players that probably deserve the game time, we're struggling to give them the game time, and people who aren't willing to work their way back into the starting 11 or, or show why they deserve to be in the starting 11 will always be uh, a second, a third, a fourth option um, over uh, players that do show it, right? Mm. So in Marshall's case, he's probably, you know, the the former in terms of looking at the, the third and the fourth option, which I know he probably believes that he's built, he's built up enough grace over the seven years to to deserve that opportunity without probably having to work as much for it. And um, under a new manager, that's not going to endear you to that new manager, especially a manager like Ragnick, where he's, he seems quite um, like blunt and, and frank with you in terms of what he expects. And um, he's, he's happy to, to share that with, with um, the, the, the public, the media. Right? Yeah. The media. So, you know, Marshall coming out and sort of dispelling any any sort of uh, indication that he's refused to play. I mean, I don't know what he was hoping to to gain from that, but at this point, I feel like from all that's already been reported on him wanting to leave, him saying that uh, doesn't change. I, I don't think it it changes the mind of anyone. So, mm. yeah, for me, man, like Tony Marshall, thanks for the memories, man. But yeah, if 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 a if a reasonable offer comes comes in for him and he's happy to leave for that club, I, I just can't see a way from I can't see a way back for him. Like at this point, yeah, that's what it is. Toast, man. You you've been you've been um you've been not on the martial train for a hot minute. Uh, calling him a fraud and that. I mean, how how do you see everything that's happening? 
currently I am for at me United. To be honest, it's funny because obviously um, the reports first came out that or, or, was it, I don't know if, was it a report or was it something that Ragnick said in, in his post match um, interview that <laughs> Martial refused to play or something. And then obviously Martial obviously comes out with his own IG posts that um, he never ever disrespect the fans like that. So to be honest, I'm inclined to believe the player, you know, because I mean. Obviously, we know the last time Martial posted on IG was when he was apologising to his wife for all the evil he was doing. No. You know, so, no. so, I'm, I'm inclined to, to, when, to take whatever he says seriously when he posts on IG. But in, in all seriousness, You're I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually You're dying. Oh my God. <laughs> he said, I, I, I'm inclined to take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, on on a real though, I mean, it's a very... I mean, yeah, obviously, if he felt the need to kind of come out and obviously post on his IG, then I'm definitely going to obviously take his word for it. So, um, and based on that, and obviously kind of what I saw on Twitter, doesn't look particularly good if clearly Martial and Ragnik are not on the same page. It it looks like it's it's the the end of, um, of Martial's reign. And yeah, I mean, obviously, I've always been... I've always had that agenda against Martial and stuff but I mean for sure it's definitely kind of sad to see how if this is the end how it has ended I mean because I mean he has been like a very like quality player um ability wise in terms of like performance wise and maybe like output like consistently it's not always been there but um yeah it's obviously quite sad if this is the end isn't it man because you kind of want to see someone leave on a high as opposed to just you, kind of whimper would you, out would you Arsenal boys have him at Arsenal him. Calm. You guys need a striker, no? I'd take Tony. Calm. <laughs> you, but you know, you know me though. I mean, like Yang, the, the gonna, bars in hell. Like I said, the bars in hell. I take, I take um, Marshall right now. Yeah, I would, I would, I would not take Marshall. Why but, is that? Why is that fella? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mitchell, why, who's Mitch? We haven't seen who's we haven't right the best of Marshall for like uh, near enough two years. So, what makes you think him coming to Arsenal is going to bring the best out of him? I'll no take us, man. You got nah, Tetsa, man. Yeah, yeah, but that's what he's, he's <laughs> he said, for yeah, young. Yeah, yeah. Tetsa's for the young boys, bro. He ain't really. He don't mm-hmm. care about them. He's an old. Uh, Martial's an old head now. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Yeah, bro. Bro, he's not even. Bro. He's not even in his prime yet. Then. This is what I'm man. saying. Like, there's no miles really. If we're being honest, like you know he's, what? Yeah, his yeah, whole. I, I wouldn't be. Ma- I wouldn't be mad because obviously, if if he here we go off the bench, <laughs> off the bench wouldn't be. You heard like, age in it. You heard twenty-six. He was like, oh, 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 wait a minute. Wait, let me lie. Let me lie. Let me lie. Plus, plus, if he bangs, if he bangs, that's one one nil up to to Arsenal over the United boys. So I'll take it. And if he scores an OT, even better. The drugs. Oh, mad, <laughs> mad. All right, cool. Let's let's move on to Liverpool then. Last but certainly not least, um, Press. I'm gonna stay with you. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, after our dire first leg versus Arsenal in the Caribbean, we welcome Brentford this afternoon. It was a comfortable, but yet uncomfortable, um, win. But we ended up winning three 0 regardless. Um, but prior to that, we had a chat in the group chat that this season for me is a make or break for Jurgen Klopp. Um, legacy. Let's let me put this out there. His legacy is already solidified times 200. But um, for me, another season of being trophyless is not something that I will be particularly happy about considering the football that we've been playing um, over the seasons and the potential we have to even be better than what we are currently, uh, trophies wise, but also just on the pitch. Um, you disagreed with me and thought that him delivering our first league title in 30 years should give him a few more years grace of not winning anything. Now, 
you can uh, on wax you can uh, elaborate a bit further because I don't know if you said that from a United point of view or you genuinely actually thought that like that's that's your no that that's premise. definitely my premise man I feel like um I certainly wouldn't be as hasty to to see him out of the door if it had been 30 years um you know since my my last uh, English league trophy um and he he was able to deliver that and whilst delivering it playing good football if you think prior to and I've been speaking quite a lot about your golden era right and prior to your golden era when he came in and he didn't really have much of a squad did he i mean you had some some dire players in your team um that he was having to manage and, and still um develop a brand of football and to an to an extent he did do that um but he he just obviously wasn't able to get you man to that level because he didn't have the players but you were still you were still building an identity and then when he all the stars finally aligned in, in the form of the players that you got in your most sellers your Sadio Mane's obviously Virgil van Dijk was the sort of the the tip of the iceberg or the pinnacle rather um but once that happened the brand of football was already established, but you had the players to execute it f- effectively. And then when you think about, you know, the, the period during your golden era and the trophies that he brought, obviously the Premier League, the Champions League, you, you have to wonder, like, if you were to say Klopp out at this point and you and you and the brand of football is still there, you're still playing really good football, by the way, but obviously the season's not over and the, the Premier League is, you know, it's you're up against it with the Premier League in terms of trying to win that. But... If you think about, you know, if you were to bring in someone else, and I know you've you've, you've informed me that the contract uh, Klopp's not signing a new contract, which is fair, but if you were to bring in someone else, who would who would it be to take you to back to that, you know, to that next level or find that next level for you? And will you be given the opportunity to spend uh, under that manager that you bring in? So, yeah, that that's that was where I was coming from. Yeah, for me, obviously, I'm not clop out now. Obviously, mm-hmm. obviously not. I'm I'm clop out if he doesn't win a trophy at the end of the season. I was similar uh, in Klopp's third season. I was that whole season in his first season. I was clop out because in that those first two seasons, especially in the second season, the 17, 18 season, if you guys remember that season where we were blowing teams away. Yeah, we were the entertainment FC season basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were like losing and we scraped fourth basically. Um, for me, like, I, I want to win things, man. I want to be, like, at least, at, at the very least, I want to be a Chelsea where at least every season you're, you're playing for shit and winning shit. And, you know, at the level that we're playing at, it's, like, unprecedented. It's never, basically never been seen before, uh, certainly from a Liverpool point of view. Um, and just his, his hesitation, I don't know if it's him or the club, but his hesitation to add to this team. The team is already fine. I've already said that, like, as a first eleven, we can match anyone in the league. But like when when um when it comes to our bench players or the players to come on, the quality dips. So when when they are not able to, would you call it like uh, they're able to perform the task that like Amane and Salah do, but they're not they don't have the same quality as them to mm. bag, and that's where that's where we end up with. But there are players in the market, of course, or there are people you can you can force people's hand to like actually sign players, whether in the summer or January, and that's what Liverpool haven't been doing for the past maybe two seasons. And this is what I'm saying that it's kind of like I don't know, like you're 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 hurting yourself, kind of thing. And why you why why are you hurting yourself by trying to maintain this core group of players? I know he's big on like. 
chemistry and big on like having a small squad and not dealing with too many people. I get that. But for me, if you're going another season playing this brilliant football and all that we have to say for is that we played brilliant football. Mm. Yeah. Fam, and, if yeah. You're out, man. I, I, to be honest, man, I, I hold football like I'm, I'm very fair. Like the way I'm at a United is probably the same way I was at my club. I just hold very high standards in it for everyone. And yeah, for me, yeah, clop out if he doesn't win anything at the end of the season. But, but then you've you've mentioned like a key thing here around spending and is are the purse strings being loosened for him to actually do that? Because That's, I know you, you, you did mm. you did say that, you know, he comes out in, you know, press conferences and, and says that he's kind of, you know, in agreement almost with the 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 squad that he has and the, mm. the lack of money or, or whatever that's available. And, you know, that that could just be to kind of save face to the media, right? Yeah, but, but bro, but, so, but this is why I like, this is why I like managers like Mourinho and that because, and you know, because they will just come out and if, if, if some, if, if the bread is not being given, they'll come out and say it. Just say mm. it. Be like transparent. Uh, to be honest, they owe it to the fans to be transparent. To be honest, if there's no bread, say there's no bread. If, if they're not giving you bread to spend on the team, say that. But don't. Um, if you come, if you're coming out and trying to defend the club, whether you believe in it or not, then mm. I have to take it for face value, right? So, mm-hmm. for me, he doesn't want to add to this team. Basically, do you do you you know when he has his little pops at other teams? for you know like the the teams that do spend like your united's that spend your cities that spend your chelsea's that spend when he has those little pops you not see that as almost like um like there's an undertone there almost of maybe he would like that kind of backing as well because it almost comes from a place of i don't know not jealousy but almost like oh they can do it but i can't yeah, kind of thing. yeah 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 i hear that at the same time, I feel like if he wanted to be at those type of clubs, he could have been. So mm-hmm. he probably came into the Liverpool Liverpool setup then already what it was kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm a bit 50-50 on that. So this is why I'm 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 thinking that he is actually in the greens with the way the money's being spent. And you know, I don't believe for once that Liverpool, yeah, we don't have the United City or Chelsea bread. I know that, but Surely, if Everton can splash, if Villa can splash, surely we can, you know, we could have at least taken a gamble on Coutinho, if anything. We could have... It's just signings like that. I'm not asking for, you know, bring me Usman Dembele. I'm not asking for Messi. I'm not asking, but, you know, those those players that, like like a, I mentioned Watkins previously, like those kind of players, mm-hmm. just to bolster, the, bolster the, the squad a bit so that, you know, when things like this happen, like the Afcon situation... The drop of quality is not too much. Uh, it's not, yeah, it's not like a big gap. That's all, man. Yeah. But right now, it's, it's it's looking like this might shoot him in the foot. Last season, I will allow him for last season, even though last season I still think he could have done he could have done something in the summer. But last season, I will allow him. But if this season again we go trophyless, man, Premier League is looking it's looking done. I still I'm still carrying hope there. So it has to it has to be the Champions League, man, because I don't think for me Caribbean Cup or even the FA that Cup, wouldn't that wouldn't be enough. That not, it would still be club out if you. Yeah, if you, okay. I mean, uh, ish ish. It's something. <laughs> it's something, but yeah, it's not enough. Yeah, it's not yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, what do the others think, man? Am I tripping or? 
You bugging, bro. bro. I wish I wish I was <laughs> in your position alive, bro. <laughs> well, you're, you sort of want, want the most for your team, even though they're near the top. So, yeah. Like, I'm, bro. Do you think like so? Klopp, Klopp he's, he said many times that uh, two thousand this contract is ending in two thousand twenty four, and he'll go on a on a hiatus after that to spend time with his family. So he's not, he he won't be here in two years' time, basically. So say you know if we go by you know what what Prez is saying that he he doesn't win anything. So mm. the only two major trophies that we've won with him since two thousand fifteen is Champions League and Premier League. Should we be happy about that just because we haven't won the Premier League in 30 years? For um, me, his, leg- his legacy is solidified. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. He's, he's, he's the coldest in my generation, at least. Um, but can I not be wanting more? <sighs> Bro, when you've gone so long, like if, if Arteta got me Champions League and um, Premier League now, and then he went on to struggle for two years and then left, I would still, bro. Me. You man, you man are not happy deep down with your free Premier Leagues, bro. And it's been since two thousand and three. But the only reason for that is is because everyone else is caught up. Yeah, Before bro. we were all right with our. Nah, you wasn't all right. You wasn't all right, bro. You was winger <laughs> out from. 20, bro, you man went all right. Nah, nah, nah. I, I, I agree with Mitch. I agree with Mitch just in the oh. sense that you know what we definitely probably underachieved in like that ten year span. Let's say bro. between like ninety eight and 08. but. Yeah, until until Chelsea got what five six prems, until City got their prems, we were content, bro. I'm not gonna lie, man. Like it's mm. only because we've been so. But even even content bro. without the champs, without having a Champions League, I don't, not, I don't remember it that way, Arsenal. Nah, boys. Nah, I'm nah, sorry, not, I don't not, remember not, it that way. Okay, well, man, we're we're about, history, we're, now. we're talking about Premier Leagues, isn't it? Like, I've never been uh, not content with um, uh, not winning the Champions League, and that, it actually goes on to a lot a larger point terms of what i was going to respond to you like mm. me personally like i think if you guys decide to let Klopp go you guys aren't going to win the league for like another 20 years bro i'll be honest with you like <laughs> i don't get me wrong like the, the way Klopp has kind of come in, come in and like obviously he kind of dominated for those two seasons one a champions league one a league like like this premier league in it it's all about errors in it at the end of the day like um if you think that you can let Klopp go now and think you'll have the same success with another manager. I think I think you're, you're playing yourself. Like I remember, like vividly arguing on Twitter, like around 2013, 2014, with an, a United fan. Um, just one random don on Twitter saying that you men aren't going to win a, a league for another ten years when well, now Fergie's gone and United are still waiting for that league title since what? Is it 2013? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, like, I think, so for I me, think, I think that's not comparable. Let me tell you I, why. I, because I, this okay, don go this don has changed United. Bro, United before Fergie, bro, it was England was about Arsenal and Liverpool. United was not even a factor like that in in like domestically in the UK. United, Sir Alex Ferguson changed United's destiny like completely. Klopp, I would say, like obviously, like bringing in the league title. Yes, he is. He is, and and the identity of football and how we playing and being like a top team, not just in England but in Europe. Fair enough. But would you say like he has done it in the same way as 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 Sir Alex Ferguson? Bro, never mind the long, that, never mind that, the longevity, but just that's that's Alex, the thing for me. If Liverpool, same, bro. if Liverpool keep Klopp, like you're capable of winning a handful of league titles over the next decade. I agree. You know I, mean? I agree. But, and if, you, if you don't, there's no guarantee that the next man that comes in gets you into a place where you have w- there's any sort of like long lasting legacy. Like for me, 
you you can't let Klopp go right now. Yeah, you should fall, fine. The bar's high. You haven't won a cup, but it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy if you can. I don't think it'll be crazy, man, bro. Like, oh man, fam. I think you're almost underestimating. I'm not underestimating. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not underestimating at all. I already said his legacy is solidified for me personally. It's like top class. Um, but my, but like to say, like obviously there are managers out there that can that can. It's all about who you bring in, player wise, to add identity and everything. It's 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 actually all about that. Because Tuchel went into the Chelsea team and within six months, they won the Champions League. So who's to say that another top manager can't come in and take over what Klopp's, Klopp's leaving? Either way, opinion, either, either way, either way, whoever is going to inherit this Klopp team, if he's not adding to it, boy, then, but, then but, it's looking but, poor, yeah. That's then what I'm saying, man. For me, like, the goal between you and City right now is the squad, not the players. Sorry, not the managers, if that makes sense. I mean, I, I would put Klopp on Pep's level in terms of just his ability as a manager, maybe not obviously in terms of like trophies or whatever, but in terms of his ability as a manager, the golf is the fact that City have pretty much two squads and you guys, you you really only have one. Like, so mm. improve on Klopp's players, Liverpool can compete with City. Like, that, that's my personal opinion. Mm. I, I hear you guys, man. I hear you guys. Um, let me go, let me finish it off with Char. One more point. Um, so obviously, from your point of view, then uh, what would be classified as a success for Liverpool and a failure this season? Success for Liverpool for me um, would be at this point. I think for the level of the way, yeah, at this point, probably um, a strong Champions League run, e.g., getting to at least the semi-finals, um, and I think winning one of the cups because you're still in it, so you have no reason not to. Um, and you're quite far in. I think if you win one of the Cups and you have a strong Champions League run, um, given the context and, and given the fact you're just going against uh, uh, just an, un, like an, un, like an animal winner in City, I think that's a successful season at the moment. Mad. And a failure is, 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 is <laughs> a failure is doing Mad. either. Is doing neither. So basically coming out maybe last 16 or quarterfinals or Champions League um, and yeah, coming out against Arsenal or not going for an FA Cup for me would be a big, big failure for you lot. Mm. All right. Um, let's, let's, let's head over to the bar then. Um, any <clears throat> shots? Press? Yeah, just the one from me it was a good thing that you brought him up today actually but um, just to, to do a shot in his name, um, Tony Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's looking like it's the end for my man, man. But like I said to you, um, post-Fergie era, he was one of the bright spots uh, during my time as a supporter. And um, yeah, man, it's just a case of thanks for the memories and wherever he goes next, I hope he finds success. And Tony Marshall scores again, man. Yeah, I've got, I got a young shot. Um, I didn't actually watch the um, terrible cup game against Liverpool, but obviously I got to train in. I'm just seeing Xhaka Red's card. I'm thinking I'm gonna come back. You play football, man. Seeing um <laughs> I thought I was gonna finish training and see what Liverpool 3-0 plus. Um but shout out to the boys that put in a performance apparently um to keep it nil-nil to keep us in the tie. Um I feel a lot more confident going into the um second leg fixture at the Emirates, man. So hoping the crowd gets behind the boys and yeah, we can leave with a result and be on the way to Wembley. Are you um just just quick question? Are you uh, confident of getting over the line now? After yeah, that man. performance, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Now we've got the home advantage. 
Um, we'll be back to 11 against 11 without knowing Jack is going to get sent off. Um, and hopefully we'll have um, some of our key players back fit. Um, who knows, um, this this break might be a blessing in disguise, just like how you guys got your break um, for the first leg. Um, <laughs> no, that's, not even a, that's not even a dig or anything, but yeah, <laughs> this could be a blessing for us. So if you can get um, some of the players back fit, recovered from COVID or whatnot, yeah, man, um, I'm, I'm very, very hopeful for this return fixture at the Emirates. Nine. All right, cool. Then, uh, yeah, this was episode 97 already of the VAR Bar. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Andrew, a.k.a. Rapping Vu, and we are the VBP boys. Catch you next time. Peace. Later. Peace. In a bit, mum. <laughs> hey, Kyle.